podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Hello and welcome to the Spurs Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow and Grant Sachs and Jamie Brown of Last Word on Spurs. Gents, so close and yet so far away. You've had a week to digest that Champions League final defeat to Liverpool. How did you feel at the time? Yeah, I mean, it was obviously very disappointing that, that we didn't even manage to score. I think that was, that was gutting that we didn't get that one chance of going mad yeah. in, a, in celebrating a Champions League final goal. So that was very disappointing. But uh, it's just it was so tough. We, we really put ourselves very much on the back foot after conceding after just 24 seconds. It was um, a very, very poor start. I mean, we just seemed so nervous and it was kind of a, a catalogue of errors that kind mm. of so quickly led to that, that penalty being given away. Um yeah, a very harsh penalty which was given away well, as well. So a lot of controversy surrounding that. But yeah, unfortunately, a very disappointing evening. Well, uh, I hate to say, I mean, it's a, it was a, it was all going so well, and in 26 seconds, <laughs> it felt like the dream was potentially about to be crushed. But uh, um, looking back at the game, I just feel that with Liverpool themselves, I mean, they didn't actually play at their best in my opinion and mm. I just felt yeah. as if for some reason we could never kind of gain a rhythm in the game again defensively I'd say we played well in the midfield we defended well as well we helped out the back four mm. and just that final third I just think we really really struggled just to penetrate up and find a mm. way just to hurt them or cause them a bit of trouble mm. yeah. obviously you've had time now to digest your emotions to digest what happens I don't know if you've had the stomach to watch <laughs> the highlights back mm. do you feel any differently now um, not particularly. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I feel as though this game was a great learning curve for the club in, in terms of something that we can now build upon. It's a, it's a great experience. The whole club in terms of us as supporters and, and, the, and the people in the club will have, will have learned so much from the whole experience. So it's such a positive experience. It's such a shout. Of course, it's such a massive shame that we've lost the game. But I think that this is going to be a massive, invaluable lesson for us and I'm sure it'll be a very important lesson for Pochettino as well. Yeah, I think you're spot on. I mean, if you look back, uh, again, I think I said this on last week's show, going out at the point of the FA Cup, the League Cup, you'd have said the season's over. We mm. knew we was in a fight for fourth. Who would have dreamed making it even past the quarterfinals, past Man City? But again, we had a memorable, memorable journey. We'll never forget those great memories. Mora's late goal. Um, it was it was a special occasion, but unfortunately didn't have the fairy tale ending. Mm. You just hope that we can now build upon this in the summer. Yeah. It's, it's a massive summer now for Spurs in terms of who we're going to bring in. It's, it looks as though there's kind of now a real rebuilding project mm. for Pochettino in his hands. And and for us to have been in a Champions League final, it shows the capacity it of does. where we can go. Fantastic, so yeah. I think for, for players that perhaps are looking at Spurs to, to join Spurs, the likes of Lo Celso and, and, and Dombele, who we're obviously, of course, looking at, um, they're going to be knowing that Spurs are a Champions League finalist. So I think that's going to make us a, an attractive proposition. Is the loss more frustrating for the fact that, if we're honest, Liverpool were far from at their best? Yeah, it's, that was it was very disappointing because I, I mean, 
the one thing I say about Liverpool is that defensively they were absolutely outstanding. Were, um, yeah. The likes of Van Dijk, mm. I mean, wow, what a player! I mean, I think a lot of people are now saying that he's even in contention for the Ballon d'Or, which yeah. is like just amazing. As a, as a centre half, exactly as a centre half. Last so, one by Cannavaro in 2007 oh, after Italy oh. won the World Cup. There you go. I mean, that's yeah, great stat there. Um, um, and then of course you've got the likes of Allison in goal, who was just who's been a real sensation this season. Um, and, and, and before the show, we were talking about the two fullbacks and mm. um, we remember the times of when we had Walker and Rose yep. bombing up there you know they've now got Alexander-Arnold and um, mm. and Robertson so it shows you what a fantastic um, fullback partnership can do for you it does I mean I was saying again um, I think as well we were saying last week it was potentially quite right about obviously players like Sadio Mane Mo Salah again we mm. defended I felt with most players we defended really really well yeah. I remember times when Liverpool did break at us and we managed to hold that back four line really really well yeah. but um, it was just it just never felt like, again, as a Jay as well before, again, with our wing-backs, again, we really struggled. We, mm. we couldn't really afford to get forward as much as them because we knew we couldn't get back. But, again, when we did have the chances in that final third, we wasn't as clinical, really wasn't. And, obviously, it's a tough one. You could say, was Harry fit or did Van Dyke just yeah. have another amazing game? It's so hard to know. Yeah. But one that you've got to say Liverpool, they, they, they deserved it and they're fantastic Champions, I think, League champions. Yeah, I think on Kane, a lot of people was debate mm. whether he was fit. Look, they would have made a sensible decision. There would have been That's specialists true. giving them uh, advice on whether he is fit. So I don't, I don't think there's too much concern about whether Harry Kane was fit. I, mean, I do think mm, he would have been fit for the game. And, he la- and he's yeah. lasted 90 minutes as well. I think we so. all felt bad for I mean, any other team would Lucas were playing, but again, it was such a hard one for Pochettino to mm. make. So yeah. we'll have to fight on another day. There were some, I hasten to add, non-Spurs fans on Twitter suggesting that Harry Kane was massively selfish. Basically saying that Harry Kane deliberately pretended to be fit to give himself a chance of personal glory at the expense of his teammates. No. What do you make of that? No, I think that's rubbish. No, really. I think, yeah, I, so sorry to cut the. I, I think we all know Harry is a stand-up guy, and I mm. think he's a type of guy. If there was a problem, he would say, "Guys, I, I'm." Look, it's a Champions League final. I think everybody would want to plan it, but I think Harry's a type of guy that would make the right decision based on yeah. the club. He loves Tottenham. Sure. He's a Tottenham boy himself. He wouldn't. He wouldn't play a game knowing he's not not anywhere near fit. And well, it was always hard for Pochettino to make, and it was always going to be critics. Should he? Should mm. he not? So, regardless, there was always going to be people going at him for that decision. Mm. It wasn't just Kane who went missing. We didn't see a standout performance from any of Tottenham's star men. Why not? Are they not good enough? Are they not capable of performing on the biggest occasions? Yeah, I mean, one of the things I look at, three, you know, we had a three-week uh, three week break, and um, I don't know, obviously Liverpool had the same, but... I think we saw it. Uh, well, we had a two-week break between Dortmund and uh, Burnley, um, and of mm. course, we had a fantastic result against Dortmund, and then we went and lost to Burnley, and, and that shows you that <laughs> yeah. these players have kind of struggled to to, to adjust in that over that break. Um, I know one thing that Liverpool did is that they played Benfica's B side, um, and and they really got them. They got Benfica B to mm. replicate the way Spurs play. Um, and and we didn't do anything like that, and I think that maybe, as I said, this we use it, use this as a learning curb, and and I'm sure Perez and and, and Pochettino will be mm. learning from that. I mean, I was going to say, I mean, if you look back, at, um, I, I mean, it's very very hard to fault the way we try to play against them. I think we tried our best, but as I said, there was always the worry that if we go two gun two guns blazing, they all come at us, mm. um, Liverpool, and um, that was the worry. And um, look. I believe that, um, as I said, Liverpool played their bees. I believe Pochettino definitely in training was pushing Tottenham's their lengths, trying to make them play away where they know Liverpool could have hurt us. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we focused on how Liverpool could have done that to us. 
Talking of teams in pursuit of silverware, England currently in action in their Nations League semi-final against Holland. The Dutch playing some fairly tidy football, it has to be said. Still nil-nil in Portugal. Who do you fancy for this game? Yeah, intro- well, it's two very exciting teams. Uh, there's the Holland have got some very exciting players, the likes of uh, Van Dijk and and De Ligt and um, Bergvine is on the pitch, by the way, who Spurs have been quite yeah, heavily linked yeah. with. Yeah, and 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 then of course they've got the likes of Donny Van Der Beek as well, um, and and De Jong. So there's some very exciting players from their team. England, of course, Sterling, Rashford, and and Sancho in attack. That's certainly a a trio you'd fancy to score some goals. Yeah, I believe. Uh, look at this guy. I think we. I think England. Oh, I say. I think England. I think we can definitely get something here. I mean, again, again, like I said, it takes a bit of a, a team like this, Holland, with the type of players they've got, a bit of a game plan in mind. Mm. Uh, go it the right way. Uh, Harry's on the bench. Harry's on the bench, so he can come <laughs> on and score one, score two. So uh, let's wait and see. Come on, England. Do you take this seriously as a competition? And I ask that question, by the way, as we see a pink-haired Ryan Barber <laughs> head <laughs> wide pink? from... Well, call, we'll call it Beige pink. Beige red. Or... Pink, pink, pinkish red, crimson, possibly. <laughs> Is this real international silverware on the line? I think it's nice to see this. I mean, at this point of the season, it's usually done the football and there's nothing to watch. But mm. I believe also, I can't remember what part it was at this season when the Nations League was on. It was... a. Uh, it was quite tasty. I thought it was quite tasty. Something to watch, something to enjoy, instead of these friendlies that are quite dull when you see a kind of England B team. But if mixed. England win it, are you going to be genuinely no. believing that this is the first competitive trophy we've won since 1966? I will be. No, I don't think so. But there is certainly some, as we said, the likes of Port- Portugal are a very good side as well and, and, and Holland are a very good side. So there's certainly some talented sides in this competition. Mm. And if we can get past the likes of those teams, then... I think that shows that certainly the fo- future of the English football is uh, looking very bright. Definitely, mm. Absolutely. I've just been asked by my producer, how has Ryan Bubble gone through an entire <laughs> year with no one telling him his hair looks rubbish? <laughs> well, Ryan, we're telling you now. <laughs> this is Love Sport. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Johnny Burrow and Jamie Brown and Grant Sachs of Last Word on Spurs. Gents, talk to me about Christian Eriksen. What on earth is going on? Yeah, um, it's very disappointing at the moment. It's obviously come out and said that he's looking for a new challenge. I think that's very disappointing. That um, look for me, he's kind of a he's a player that I think is on his day is a, is a sensational player. But I think over the last few months, he's he's kind of been off the colour a bit, and he mm. really hasn't been the same player. Um, for me, I, I don't know. I kind of feel as though. It's it's time for maybe to look into reinvest uh, the money we can get from him back into other areas of the squad. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, me and Jay said exactly the same thing um, outside. Where I mean, if you look at what Liverpool done last, well, I think the season or the season before with Coutinho, yeah. where they had to they had to let a world class player go, but they was very 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 wise in who they bring in. And again, we can do that. There's no reason why we can't go out there and look at the market. I mean, whoever yeah. Pochettino has brought in, I mean, look at his last son in Lucas. That just sums it up. Yeah. Look who Pochettino last brought in. He knows who's a quality player and who can fit in this yeah. team and what will work and what will gel, absolutely. Well, I think there's a clear need for sort of a Tottenham 2.0, yeah, I suppose. absolutely. Um, and, and there's some very... Just a bit inter- of fresh blood, possibly, yeah, in and, this team. And, and you have to feel as though you have to move a big name on potentially to be able to fund that. I don't think Spurs have have the funds, but alone to go and buy mm. the sort of calibre players that would push us on. Um, so I think it's always about sacrificing one. Um, yeah, and mm. so yeah. 
Do you resent Ericsson's behaviour this week? Uh, um, I mean, there was a rumour that he came out 10 days before the final, actually, and, mm. then, and then he announced it, which would be quite upsetting to hear that. But at the same time, it's been going around for a couple of years now with Christian. Um, yeah, the option's there. He can always go on and move to a Real Madrid or a PSG. But again, at the same time, he's been a very, mm. very good servant. And in times of struggle, he has got us through. I remember when Pochettino first took over, then we... And then we obviously fought through that period of getting into the Champions League. If you get into that Champions League base, Ericsson obviously was pivotal in regards to that. So I think most Tottenham fans will mm. would always respect whatever Christian has yeah. done for the club, absolutely. I think I think he's been so key for us over the recent years in, in getting us to where we are. And it's clear that he's always had this plan in his head of, of moving mm. to one of the two big clubs in Spain. Um, and of course, some of the stats, I think a lot of people as well are criticising him maybe of, is he lacking effort? Um, is, is his head been turned? I think that that's rubbish because if you look at the way that Toby Alderweireld was treated mm. um, last season, it, Pochettino had kind of got the, the sense that maybe he, he'd kind of had his head turned. Yeah, you know, he was immediately dropped. But Ericsson, mm. he's, he's stuck him in the side, and um, he's not really had any other choice. That's, though. Yeah. I mean, even if he wanted to drop Ericsson, could he? It's a hard one, isn't it? I mean, who would? Yes, I mean, who would? Be, who would you be able to bring in that can give you that quality to feed a ball through the back four or yeah. pr- produce an amazing pass? Not a lot of our players in our team. But, some of them have a good passing, but have that ability. Yeah, I mean, here's, a, here's some stats from from Christian Eriksen in terms of um, since his debut season, he ranks first for uh, the most chances created in the competition, the most assists, the most goals from outside the box, and and the most direct free kicks scored. So, um, yeah, certainly going to be a player we'll miss mm. if he does go. That's the thing. And Grant, we've got serious action in the Nations League. Uh, we've just seen, oh, I think it was a Rashford's just been taken out by the lit. And, uh, oh, well, it is a penalty. It is a penalty, it's yeah. It's an all-day penalty. He's just, it, nicked, he's just nicked in front of him. It's a, st- it's a stonewall penalty, absolutely. It's fantastic forward play. They're racing for the it same is. ball. Yeah. Lit d- effectively doesn't realise quite how quick no, Marcus Rashford the first time, is. It's not, it's not the first time we've seen Delit on the floor, um, which is quite a nice sight. <laughs> but uh, there you go. Yeah, Rashford you go. just gets a foot in ahead of him. Yeah. Just touches the ball as he gets clattered by the big Dutch centre-half. Mm. It's a penalty for England. The ball is being laid on the spot. Quite a big goal, this, in the history of English for Mar- football. For a player like Marcus. Young you Marcus Rashford. Put your, name in head, put your name in the highlights there, Marcus. Well, listen, he's had the responsibility of taking an important penalty yeah. already this season. He took one for mm. Manchester United against PSG that was absolutely huge for his domestic side. He's up, of course, against Jasper Sillison, who hasn't really got into his club team uh. at Barcelona. He's looking for a move this summer. Sillison looking very, very relaxed, laughing and joking with the referee as Rashford. Rashford steps back from the ball, ready to strike. It has been quite a long wait, this, for the Englishman to take it. <laughs> Can he do it? Sillison, again, tapping the crossbar, looks every bit the composed shot stopper. But Rashford looks cool. He looks calm. He looks collected. And he looks ready to take the kick. He's running up. Come on, Marcus. There you go. Cool as Brilliant. you like. Come on, England. Waits for Sillison to move. Rolls the ball the other way. James Gray of on. the James Gray Show <laughs> is going absolutely ballistic <laughs> through the glass into the production suite. It is coming home. It's coming home. And now suddenly... The Nations League feels like a yeah, really important competition. No, we've always, always said that it's one of the Never biggest Never said a bad word about it. Yeah. It's bigger than there the World Cup, isn't yeah, it, lads? Exactly, exactly. And uh, you'd have to say, to Lit, we've just seen the challenge again. Rated as the finest mm. young centre-half in world football. That is a terrible challenge. That is not great. I mean, that one there, he's completely, he's yeah. completely torn Rashford out there. But, yeah, we're 1-0 up. So, uh, come on, England. Come on, England. 
Well, it's quite something. We were talking just a moment ago, of course, about Christian Eriksen. Mm. Is he irreplaceable? I don't think, no. I, I, yeah, I think he's certainly a player that, that Spurs can replace. There's no doubt in his quality. Absolutely no doubt in his quality. But I think there's, he's always had an issue with his consistency. Um, and I think that that's one, that's one big thing that's perhaps let him down. Mm. Um, but I do think he is, he is potentially replaceable. I know that one player we're looking at, Lacelso, he looks like a very good player and, and someone that could potentially step in and, and to replace him. But yeah, I, I think that there is a chance that he could be replaced. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think out of the seasons Christian's been there, again, he's been phenomenal in, them, mm. in all of them. But I felt this season it's kind of... People were saying that this season they felt his head may have already been turned this year just due to the lack of possibly the goals or the creativity, mm. the assists. But um, look, I believe he's replaceable if you get the right type of player in, someone similar. But again, as everyone keeps saying, we need just that two, that, maybe that two or three players to come in to improve the team. We've mm. got to be wise in this transfer window who we get yeah. in. I mean, we, again, me and Joe has had the discussion of right back, centre attacking midfielders. Who do we get in? We just need that. That extra and that extra person, that bit of quality mm. to come in, and we, we've got we've got another. Again, we've still got an amazing team without Christian. Yeah, there's certainly other areas in the squad that we can look to improve with that money. Um, and we've seen how Liverpool managed to go and and reinvest it in mm. different areas. Well, with like Coutinho, they went and got a centre back and, and a goalkeeper. So it shows you it can be done. And yeah, um, yeah we just got to be sensible with how we do it. Would you look for a like-for-like like replacement for Ericsson, or would you look to mm. replace his influence? Well, it's a hard one. I mean, mm. if I look back, if, I mean, the players have been linked with have been linked with this. Obviously, the um, the young guy on Dombella, he's mm. a again, he's a bit of a powerhouse in the midfield. But mm. the thing is, a Christian, you always if we don't if we do lose him, we're going to miss that kind of picking of the lock kind of pass out of nothing making something. So you do want to kind of get someone along the right lines. But I mean, I mean, I don't want to go mad on this Giovincio Lo Celso looking at him I don't want to do the haunted idea of looking at clips and then judging him on that but he would look like kind of a player with like for like yeah. abilities which Christian does have mm. so Lo Celso um, he's a very, it seems like a versatile player can sort of play mm. in the number 10 and yeah. number 8 role so um, obviously a player like that would give you kind of different Absolutely. options for me I think that, that, that Pochettino is going to look at play, perhaps playing two up front and then one behind him and then and then three central midfielders kind of what he's been going for most of the season so perhaps Ali might be the guy to step in at 10 mm, Talking of Delhi, Ali England of course are in action against Holland in the Nations League semi-final as we see a sprawling Jordan Pickford make a smart save from the terrible haircut of Ryan <laughs> Bubble from quite some distance England still lead and as things stand it'll be Harry Kane's England against Cristiano Ronaldo's Portugal in the final in Portugal. This is Love Sport. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow and Grant Sachs and Jamie Brown of the Daily Hotspur. We've had a caller into the show on 0208 70 20 558. You can WhatsApp us on that number as well. We're joined by Adrian, who's calling in from Edmonton. Adrian, what's your take on Christian Eriksen? Well, he's hard act to follow, isn't he? He's scored 49 goals in 206 Premier League games. And he's made 60 assists. Uh, there aren't any players on this planet that can do that, I don't think, out there. I think Spurs are looking for... They'll have to play a different style, sort of a more dynamic midfield player, ball player than Ericsson. 
Uh, I was going to, sorry, Adrian, obviously you just saying that about Christian stature. Right, he's, he has been phenomenal for us. But, again, I don't think the loss of Christian would mean we've got to transform the whole way we play and the way we go forward. Again, we've still got that, that bit of creativity there with Delhi and obviously potentially who we bring in, absolutely. With, I mean, obviously, who knows who's going to bring in yet. But the players we've got there, we don't need to change our whole method, surely, going forward. No, I think we'd have a more dynamic midfield because even though Erickson's got fantastic stats, at some times, he's, he hasn't looked in the game. He's popped mm. up with a goal and an assist, and he's looked pretty flat. And you wonder if, mm. if there was a more a ball player with a bit more energy, perhaps we'd do even better. Who would, maybe not, I, I don't know. You know? Yeah. Who would, sorry, Adrian, who would be your choice? Just out of roughly, who are the players in the market you'd get in well, and say you like for like, possibly? players coming up due to financial fair play. I now hear that this goes <laughs> up for grabs. You know, I mean, obviously, Lo Chelsea, I've watched him. Mm. He looks good. I've watched videos of him. I've watched videos of... Uh, there's a guy called Gedson Fernandez. I don't know if you've heard of yeah, him. I've heard he of him. Good. Yeah. You know, is it Gedson Dembele, Fernandez looks, or Bruno Fernandez? Bruno, I think or both. Right. There are, well, there are oh, two. two They're there? both okay. very good. Okay. <laughs> I've seen Spurs link with Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. Sporting Lisbon, would, right. would you Would you like <laughs> the other one as well, Adrian? I, well, I wasn't impressed yesterday with Bruno Fernandez or the superstar young kid for Portugal. João Felix. Yeah. Uh, a player. Uh, if you guys get a chance to look at Gedson Fernandes, I mean, he looks a cracking player. Yeah. He He's more wide than Bruno, isn't he? Yeah, but he loves to drive forward, you know? Yeah. He loves I think, to get I, forward. I think Spurs could potentially do with another one of them. I mm. mean, Lamella, obviously, we're looking at his injury record and... And you've got to have a when Lamella is uh, not good enough to get into the starting eleven. He's a squad player, and when he's not even available to yeah. us, then he's really very becomes very pointless. So I think he's certainly someone that we should be looking a, to, yeah. to to um, and strikers upgrade. Maxi Gomez, Asensio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we can get any of these boys, I mean, I'd be very, I'd be, I will be over the moon. But we have to wait and see. Here's one for you, Adrian. Just just the last one for you. If you lose Ericsson and you sign Lachelso and Ndombele with that money. You've done very well, haven't you? I think that the two, I think the two uh, Setignon brothers are a cert for Spurs. And the good thing is, is that Ryan plays all the way down the left. And his brother's gone a bit under the radar at the moment. But he was right Stephen. back for England before his uh, career's sort of been stunned by uh, injuries and all that. So I think those pair, I'd like the two midfielders and the Setignon brothers, I'd be happy with that. But obviously we need a striker. Wonderful stuff, Adrian. Thank you for your call. Adrian, getting in touch from Edmonton there on 0208 70 20 558. That's the number if you'd like to do the same. I, I always feel sorry for the second Sessignon because they're twins. And yeah. I'm, I'm a twin. Mm. And my brother and I have never <laughs> been that competitive. But I think if he were a top-level footballer being linked with a move to Spurs and I was still in mostly yeah. Fulham's youth teams, I find it quite hard to take. Ask, ask Yo-Yo Torre and Colo Torre. I think they're, <laughs> they're the exception. They're but, both on big trophies. <laughs> yeah, and Colo, of course, did have his years of dominance he before Yaya yeah. broke through. Uh, in terms of potential exits, we heard about Sessignon on there who we'll come on to in a mm. moment of course he'd be coming in probably at left mm. wing back full back is a problem area for Spurs we touched on this a lot yeah for sure our players leaving from those areas yeah look um, I think the, the, the guys obviously at right back that's that's certainly the area that we need to be targeting mm. for me I, I desperately want a new right back brought in um, I think it's been unfair on, on Trippier and Honoria this year because I, I think that what they've lacked is is someone being the first choice and, and, mm. and them keep chopping Spot and changing on. doesn't get, allow them to get consistency to their games. So I think for both of them, it's been hard this year. Um, of course, Trippier had, was at the World Cup and, and had a very long summer and then mm. come straight back into the team. 
So I do feel for them a bit, but ability-wise, I do. I'm not quite sure they're they're, they're what we need. Um, so perhaps I'd even look to get rid of both yeah, of them. I think, if, especially Trippy. I think, um, well, when we what was it a couple of years ago, we had Carl Walker, obviously, <laughs> who was always the first choice, and Trippy was kind of his understudy. So yeah. there was always that push there. I need to fulfil that right back place. Whereas now, with the with the likes of Aurea and Trippy, it's kind of a oh, it's kind of a one of a oh, flip a coin. Yeah. That's the kind of how it's been with him. So you really don't know who would be the right right the perfect right back for us yeah. at the minute. So I think that's the again Jay was saying he thinks in his opinion that would be the first place, one of the first ones we mm. go out and really look to expand on this summer yeah and then of course got Carl Walker Peters um, do you I think mean, Poch trusts him I we were saying this I, I'm not fully convinced he does but that he, he's he's played them in certain games and I have been mm. I have quite liked him he's 22 now so he's kind of got to that age where you think you know he's going to push through he's, now yeah, but he's got to push through but he mm. just hasn't and of course he had that bit of that nightmare spell at, at Barcelona. Barcelona so um yeah um I mean, I, I, perhaps he is the guy that that might be the the guy that pushes on the new right back. But um, yeah, certainly right back's the first area that I'd look to improve. What about Toby Alderweireld? We've heard so much <laughs> about him all season. There is going to be this clause. Is he going? Well, uh, if he, it's a it's a difficult one. I was having this conversation over there actually with a friend of mine with Toby. He's one of them players, in my opinion. He is kind of at that elite stage of a centre half, and he's mm. one of them players you can't really replace. But if we was to lose him, that'd be a really hard one. If it's a choice of just sell Ericsson or do you sell Toby? I think maybe we'll probably push and say let Ericsson go. And we'll keep Toby because he is mm. that good a centre half for us. Are you going to have a choice? I don't well, think you're going to have I'd that love luxury. To have a, I'd no. love, it's the, it's, yeah, it's a really on, odd situation because Toby's making all the right noises mm. that he's going to sign a new deal, but he he just hasn't, and it's going to come to a point where it's going to be that final two weeks of the transfer window be when fine. that that twenty five yeah. million pound release clause is going to be. Um, become active and and someone's going to pay it because that's that's you know that's nothing for a player that that yeah. quality. So um, look, he needs to now stop talking and, and sign the yeah, contract if he's going to do it. But this isn't complicated, is it? He puts pen to paper on a deal. If he wants to stay, well, then, why is yeah. it not happening? I think with Toby again, it's just like Christian. I hate to say it, it's as if there's that move out there to a Real Madrid, a PSG, or a Barcelona. He knows he. Well, he's guaranteed probably league titles every season. Where alone is mm. guaranteed a Champions League trophy? We don't know. But again, with Toby, well, we'd mm. absolutely, we'd, we'd, I think most would love him to stay, and we wouldn't want a replacement. We want Toby to stay at Tottenham. Yeah, it's, it's odd though looking around at, at where he could go because there just doesn't seem to be many takers mm, on him at well, the moment. I mean, even Manchester United <sighs> with a team strongly linked with him, but there just doesn't seem, you know, United perhaps aren't. I think with um, the new guy from Swansea they're signing today. Um, they kind of been going down a different route now, so they're Youth, kind of moved. Daniel James, Possibly. Daniel James, that's kids, the one. kids from below. So, they, and 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 I think that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has never been convinced by by Alderweireld, and um, you know it, it's yeah. just odd. There just doesn't seem to that's be the, any clubs interested. Yeah, I, was, I mean, has has the limelight gone of the idea of go to Manchester United? It's Manchester United. Well, I'm not in, not in a river. They're they're not in Europe. So why would Toby go? They're in a. We mm. are in a better position than them at the moment. So why is he not drop down a peg? The only reason he Money. would. Hate to say it would be for money, or unless he's got this well, they, idea yeah. it's Manchester United and it's Manchester United. Well, that's the other thing is that I I don't think there's actually any clubs interested in him that are mm. above our level. So it's, it's certainly I don't think it would be ambition driven. Um, do, do you no. think what that means is that Spurs really need to think about Im- improving their reputation, Absolutely. their stature in the game? Because as you rightly say, where you are as a footballing team. Mm. United are not ahead of you, there but you there go. might still be that drag. 
Well, look, this is why we've got to look at, at, at Saturday as such a positive experience. It shows that kind of that's the level that we're capable of reaching at, uh, of reaching and, um, and and something that we can certainly build upon. We've got fantastic facilities as well um, in terms of the new stadium and the new training ground. So there's there's certainly a lot to be attracted to Spurs. So, mm. yeah. I think this is at the point where Tottenham know of all summers, of all summers, this yeah. is summer. the stadium's set now for the new season. We've got that fresh year in it now to go ahead. This is the season where we push on, we make a statement in mm. this transfer window, whether it's signing on, signing up these players to long-term deals, whether it's going out there and getting the players that we need to push us onto that next stage. Mm. Well, Tottenham certainly do still present an appealing prospect. They're being linked to players left, right and centre. And coming up, let's talk about a few of those potential targets. This is Love Sport. Those of you who are watching Love Island will know it's very difficult to recover from rejection and go straight back to the same person and try again. But could Mauricio Pochettino be set to do just that? He was soundly beaten down by Jack Grealish last summer. He came up to him and said, Jack, I want to couple up with you. Jack said, no, I prefer Dean Smith. Could Mauricio try it again this summer? Well... I was going to say, who can, can Pochettino cut with either Toby or Ericsson? Is that the choice? <laughs> I'll have a couple up with Toby or a couple up with Christian. That'd be the plan. Uh, obviously, Pochettino, again, from what we know, he's got this big transfer budget. That's the rumour now. He's got the Champions League money. Um, yeah. Again, we finished in the top four, so you get money for that. He's got the options now to go out there, and I'd like to think to choose the type of player he wants, as I'm sure, I'm pretty sure at that point, where Daniel, we don't let anybody interfere, and Mauricio has the choice of what type of player can improve us. Yeah, well, I certainly think there's going to be that sort of base there of about £80 million pounds from kind of the Champions League money. Um, and this is where I think to create a Tottenham 2.0 as such, I think you've, mm. you've got to look to get rid of, you know, I think you have to sacrifice one of the big names. And, yeah. and for me, that is Ericsson. I think you look at Son, just not a player you'd want to yeah. be selling. Harry Never. Kane. Um, and, and Ericsson, I think he's at that situation where he does, it's kind of the time to move on. It's a year left on his deal. Um, so I think it's the right time to, to maybe depart with him and, and I think that that's going to give us the sort of money that we need to go and buy the, 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 the players that we want I think the two as as you as Johnny mentioned um, Dombele and, and Lo Celso I mean they just look absolutely quality and the sort mm. of, in the same positions that we need so I think it's sensible How good is Jack Grealish? Oh, uh, with Jack again he is absolutely loved by the Villa fans and he's incredible I mean he's a the only thing is he hasn't really pushed into the England team just yet. I mean, I, if Grealish was to come, again, I'm assuming, again, I think I said this last week, the similar guy called Jack Clark, he'd kind of be the mm. same promise with Delhi, where you'd hope he'll kind of, I don't know if he'll flourish as quickly as Delhi did. But Different money, though. I mean, Jack yeah. Clark, you're looking mm, at yeah. 20. Grealish, you're well, looking at 50, yeah, 60. The other important thing to note with those sort of players, the homegrown as well, so it's important. Yeah. Jack Clark, for me, he's the one guy that I'd love to get in. Just really? look, I, I yeah. saw, I watched a bit of Leeds last mm. year and, and, yeah, looked a really good player. I think he's 19, 18 or 19. Uh, a younger player Jack Grealish I think he's not a player that I'd certainly not turn my nose up at he's a, a sort of similar position that we need um, as, as I've said a central midfielder do you think he'll leave Villa well, I was going to say he uh, no. all player, he's, well, a, he's shown a lot of respect to the way he comes out and conducts himself yeah. very very well so you can tell what type of guy you're going to get there for mm. a start would he leave Villa I mean they're in the Premier League now so I'm sure yeah. he'd love to I think in my opinion I can't see us getting him but I think he'll love to have that one season at least with Villa in the Premier League to see what he can do with him and obviously mm. after that his options probably most likely will be wide open who mm. he can go to possibly it's going to be well, that, that, that surprised me that he was 23 I thought he was younger than yeah, that so 
Um, mm. You know, he's going to be pushing on 24, 25 next year. Yeah. So. I, I feel like he's one of those players who gets the benefit of being talked about as this young talent. He's mm. like Theo Walcott, Can, who was yeah. 17 it's in a, our collective consciousnesses, even when he was 27. May, maybe if he would have... I mean, he's been in the championship with Villa, I think, about a couple, two, three yeah. years now. So he, maybe, he's, maybe he's too good for that division. He is shone. Really, yeah. really well in that. So, but I mean, again, a lot, a lot will show in the Premier League. We've seen it with a lot of players. I mean, Sessegnon for Fulham, um, he didn't really stand out as I think as well as everybody hoped at the beginning of last season. So we'll see how good he is. Definitely this uh, the season coming up. That's for sure. I think you've also got to remember that everybody coming in to work under a coach like Pochettino. I think that that's mm. what makes him such a great manager. That he just seems to be so brilliant at coaching these players and and. Obviously, I think uh, Jack Grealish and um, Ryan Session are the two players with with huge potential. Um, I think Grealish, kind of, when he first burst onto the scene, he was a massive talent. Seems to have lost his way a bit, but you know, you never you wonder what a player like that could um, could do under under a coach like Pochettino. And I think that's exactly the same with Ryan Sessegnon. There's such a massive potential there, and um, I'd like to see him under Poch. Do you think if you get Sessegnon, you'll play him in his best position? Um, well, again, Danny is Danny Rose is come out of the blue again and been fantastic. I say towards the end of this season, we've got the da- we've got the Danny Rose that we had about two years ago, not the one we had mm. from the last year. So Rose has been fantastic. He played quite well, yeah. I think, in the final. So um, I'd like to. I mean, if we get him in, it'd be brilliant, and it'll be a good fight on your hands for left wing back. That's for sure. Yeah, I is think he more of a winger though? This is well. Uh, the, yeah. the, 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 here's the thing. I think that a player like that, if you've got that sort of versatility, it's, it's fantastic to have in your squad. I think. As I've mentioned, Lamella's sort of a player that maybe we need to look to replace, and 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 he's a you know he's a forward uh, Ryan Sessignon, so it kind of gives you that option. Um, it gives you the possibility to play five at the back. Of course, Poch is. Um, showed that he's favoured that a couple of times and, and I think I really believe that Ryan Session could make a fantastic um left wing back. So potentially that there's that um and left back I don't see him ever playing left back because I think you've got two very solid options there in, in Danny Rose and, and Ben Davis. I think Davis uh, you know he certainly divides opinions amongst supporters but he, he again he's an important player to have because he can play in that a back three and, and there's mm. another centre centre like back ben. option. So. Yeah, he's not a bad player, Ben Davis, I'd say he's mm. he's warranted his place to still be at top to be at Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. The issue if Spurs do let the likes of Trippier and Rose go is as you pointed out, Jamie, these guys are homegrown. Mm. It's massively important to get players in who fill that quota. With that in mind, here's a name for you. James Madison. Yeah, I uh, I like I do like a lot of James Madison. I mean, a lot of people say that's your number. A lot of people say that's my number. In my opinion, a lot of people say that would be their number one. We really get Madison in again. Pochettino catching the work he would do for him. He'd really focus on his game, and I could see him improving him as a player. That's for sure. We had Brian Statham on the station only earlier. He was saying that Spurs should be giving everything to oh, sign okay. Madison. I've right. got to say, absolutely not. Why not? If, if we honestly replace Christian Eriksen with James Madison. <laughs> Um, then I really wouldn't blame Pochettino for going. That, that, no, I, I've ne- he had a fantastic start to the season, and I just I'm not fully convinced by Madison, and certainly the 60 million pound fee that's been well, that's quoted around. You know, and that's what they're going to ask for because I, that's what he's worth to them. That's and the um, thing. I, one that t- that certainly turns me off him. Um, and I, I'm not fully convinced that he's he's kind of the player. Certainly not the person to come in and replace uh, Ericsson. He created the most chances of any player, bar none, in the Premier League last year. Sign him. <laughs> well, look, oh, I think, well, yeah. the, I think no. the thing is as well, well, the worry is that players like these Madisons, these Zahars, they're not, I'm not, 
not in a rude way to these players. I don't think they're worth these ridiculous transfer fees that no. they're being offered. That's the problem. They're not really going to be going for the right fees. If if Madison was out there and going for probably around the twenty million, twenty five million pound, well, that would make more sense to get him in. But mm. you're paying seventy million for a player like him, not in a rude way. He's a I, very good young mm. upcoming, but you don't think he's at that fee yet to deserve that. I agree with you completely because I look at almost every transfer mm. fee now and think, mm. what? Yeah. Mm. So do we perhaps just need to reevaluate, realign what we consider a large transfer fee? That's because it problem. feels like we're getting to a point now where 40 is the baseline yeah. for mm. a it's good not, footballer. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I just, even, I, no, I, I do think that still even even £60 million for a player like Madison is just still absolutely just insane. It's, yeah, I mean, insane it's, yeah. money. Um, I don't, no, I don't think we can reevaluate in a situation like that because it, it just but, still yeah, is. Mate, yeah, so maybe we need to accept that now. The 60 million is now the new 30 million pound. That's what it is now. This doesn't go that value. These players um, are in this mad market where they go at these fluctuating mm. prices, and that, that is just how it sits now. Yeah, our producer points out a very important thing, which is that English players are a lot more expensive. You play a premium, not because just they play for England and we're all proud and it's coming home and England are <laughs> still 1-0 yeah. up against Holland in their Nations League semi-final, but precisely because they are homegrown. You look at any homegrown player who could play Premier League football. Mm. John Joe Shelby, say, pick one out of thin Ooh. air. You pay 15 million quid as a baseline for yeah. a Premier League footballer who counts as homegrown. Just trying to think where John Joe Shelby is now, you saying that? Newcastle. <laughs> oh, he's but still I mean, there, he's still if there. We, if we look at the signings that yeah. Bournemouth are making, they pay 15-odd mil for Dom Solanke, who's barely played Premier yeah. League football. They play 20-odd mil for Jordan Ibe, who is rubbish. These guys are English, and therefore yeah. they cost a lot. I think if you look, there's Jack Jack Clark, twenty million. So I think it shows that it can be done. And I've complete, I have forgotten the name of the Swansea guy again. Reece uh, James. James. Daniel James. James. Daniel James. Daniel James. Reece James plays for Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the one. It, you know, and he's twenty million on fee. So it shows you that it can be done. Finding them in in the Championship and and the like. So well, there you go. Yeah, I was going to say maybe it's taking the idea of going into the Championship and going into League One and finding these players instead of. I mean, the problem is it, it's kind of like Madison now. His value's gone up so mm. high whereas it'd been great a couple of years ago we'd have noticed him before why are you happy with 60 odd million for Le Celso but not for Madison I think he's proved that he's kind of proved himself at a higher level I think Has in, he? In, in the Europa League and, and, and in the Spanish League I think he certainly proved himself as, as a very good player I think he scored 16 goals this season from midfield um, and, and perhaps I ju- just I don't think the, the James Madison transfer makes sense. I don't think it's a guy that Pochettino would, would be comfortable with Spurs spending that sort of money on. Mm. The Chelsea, of course, Argentinian, so and, and right age. So it kind of shows you that, that that's the sort of player that Poch would be looking at. So. Yeah, I mean, I like the look of this. From what we've seen of him, clips-wise, he looks like a good player, looks like he'd fit into mm. us. But again, you're always taking the risk of players coming over and not fitting in. Look at players like Jorginho for Chelsea. Really hasn't worked out. Great for him in the middle of midfield. Yeah. And again, he was the, the he had a raving, raving reviews from Italy when he was going to come over. Yeah. So you're always taking the risk, getting somebody from abroad and, che- and hoping they're going to be yeah. amazing. Le Chelsea, of course, playing for the Argentine national team as well. So he's, he's been playing at that level as well. Um, and Don Ballet as well, playing for the French national team and, and really getting mm. into a very strong midfield there. So it shows you that those are, yeah. I'm only looking for two, maybe two or three, those sort of level players. Yeah. And then the rest, maybe guys like Ryan Sessignon. Mm. So. Well, we could debate the potential arrivals and departures in the Spurs playing squad till we're blue in the face. But the one future that really matters is that of Mauricio Pochettino. And we'll be doing that in just a moment. 
This is Love Sport. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio with me, Johnny Burrow and Jamie Brown and Grant Sachs of the last word on Spurs. Pochettino has got a good few years to run on his contract, but does he deserve a new deal? <laughs> I thought, well, of course, of course he does. I mean, um, this is now a massive, massive summer at Spurs. Um, we kind of feel as though we have reached a crossroads in terms of there needs to now be upgrades in the team. Um, we kind of maybe need to repurpose the team. Um, and, and, and that's got to be through through the transfer window and, and, and going and signing the right players. Um, mm. And it's really now about Daniel Levy sh- matching Pochettino's ambition and, and offering him the sort of funds that he needs to yeah. go and um, push on. I mean, yeah, look, if, if he wasn't, I don't feel as though the squad now well, currently is is certainly capable of matching what we've done this year. Yeah, I like what you said earlier, Joe, with the version of the 2.0. This is, again, he's, Pochettino has created this team mm. from where it was, from the likes of having Kabul at centre-half <laughs> and getting rid of Etienne, Kapuwe, and then yeah. um, and then bringing in, <laughs> obviously, the Rolls-Royce of Toby, etc. He's got this team now in front of him. Whether we'll hang on to the, obviously, the two men ones like Christian and Toby, mm. Pochettino now has got the base to go and improve this team and bring in the the big, big players this summer mm. to then move us on to this next level. Again, we don't want this Champions League, what it was in last week, to be a one-off. We want this to be an occurring occasion. We want to be in and around the semi-finals, the final. This doesn't be the end. And Pochettino, we believe, is a man to take us forward and do that. We certainly can't be scared of, of maybe losing these key players as well because at the end of the day, we, have, we haven't we have won anything. No, so it's, it, it, yeah. it's the case of we've just got to be brave now and go and maybe... And get these these players that you know that's going to be high risk paying sixty sixty odd million pounds for a player. But if that's the sort of guy that's going to push us on, I think we've got to be brave. Is there an argument of giving him a deal just as a gesture to the well, players, to the likes of Toby, saying we're serious about him, he's staying, let's get on with it? Well, with players like, for example, like Christian Eriksen, do you just give him another couple of years and again be in the same boat again mm. in two years? I mean, um, it's one of them ones. Same with we want these players not to just hang on to for an extra we wanted to stay yeah. and um, the same with Maurizio we, um, we again like, I think the majority of Tottenham see the vision as him as our manager to guide us through this famous famous time as being a Tottenham fan and um, again we want to hold on to these boys as much as we possibly can I think it always seems to be the case as well any time a massive job comes up it's always Pochettino mm. that's linked with him and, he, and he's yeah. only just signed a, you know, he signed a contract last summer so you know, and it certainly hasn't done anything in, in getting rid of the um, the links to no, away so I don't think it's a case of of needing to do that. It's just about going and showing him that we are we're capable of now matching his ambitions. How long do you see Pochettino staying at the club? See, look, if we go into next year and we haven't won a trophy, I mean, it does. You do get to the point where it's like, you know, when are we actually going to do it? But do you know what? I really, really believe that next season we will win something. Pochettino is just a fantastic, fantastic coach. And, and, and that's the thing about the final. I thought that Jurgen Klopp and, and Maurizio Pochettino, they're two fantastic managers. Yeah. And of course, they hadn't won anything. And I thought the, the sort of disrespect they got for not winning anything was mm. just so unfair. So as much as people are going to hate me saying that, I was quite pleased to see Jurgen Klopp win a trophy because, you know, I, I felt the same with Poch. You know, I yeah. really hate the way he was disrespected. It's true. Um, yeah. And I do, as I go back to what I was saying, I do believe that next year is going to be the year that we do finally win a trophy. But 
Yeah, I was going to say myself, just with, with obviously someone like Maurizio, I think any Tottenham fan would say, just due to how much the guy has done for the club and mm-hmm. what he's done to bring the fans together, we want to see him with a trophy. Whether he's at us for the next two years, three years, I think we'll always be widely, widely respect and we'd love to see him lift any trophy for Tottenham. As long as it's one of the major ones, that's, that's, that's right, absolutely. Mm. If you offer Pochettino a new deal, is he necessarily going to sign it? Well, look, it's about, I think now... One thing that we, we should have learned is getting deals done early. I think that we can't let other clubs get involved and we've got to make sure that we do get that business done early to make sure, to kind of settle nerves because we're now at a point where I, I'm looking at it and I, I, need a, I need a sign that Spurs are going to really go and mm. try and push on from this now. As I said multiple times, this is a massive building block to build upon yeah. and we've got to go and do it early. And yeah, I think it's about getting that business done early and convincing everyone the supporters, the players and, and, and the start coaching staff that, that we are serious now about mm. building on it. I mean, this is the next step. We've made a Champions League final or we didn't win it, but this is a next step for us mm. now to put how much we really, really want it and again, how much Daniel really, really wants it for the club to go out and make a statement. Mm. I think he'll be... Daniel Levy is a sensible... You know, he's very sensible. He loves Tottenham. Absolutely. And, uh, we know know, and he's certainly got the best interest in heart. It, it really just frustrates me to hell that... That, that he gets the criticism that he does. Um, I mean, the stuff that he's delivered us is is just fantastic in terms of the infrastructure. So we're certainly a club that's capable of now staying where we are. Um, we've just now got to go and show it off the pitch in, in terms of bringing, bringing in the right players. Hmm. You mentioned the parallels with Klopp there. Do you think that Poch and Klopp are adverts for clubs giving managers a bit more time? Um, well, I say with Klopp, I mean, so he he done very very well in Germany. Again, he did get he, mm. he won the league in Germany. That's for sure. And he did get Dortmund to final. So it's very very. I think that the the criticism you get of managers nowadays can be very fickle and very hard. Again, they're both very very good young upcoming managers. I get. I think I've got very very bright futures in the game. Mm. So it's a tough one for me. And to it's kind always of, yeah. it's always just overlooking. Joe. I mean, in terms of what what he has done just for the club, in 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 terms of building us up to where we are in terms and competing on the pitch. You know the likes of Arsenal, Manchester United. We absolutely just love it. You know, love yeah. a manager that like Klopp or, or mm. Pochettino at the helm. Um, and it's just, yeah, and I think, th- yeah, it's a you know whatever he does. I think that it's just he's you know he's taken us so far, and yeah, he's a great guy. And I think everyone knows that. It's not everybody. You can see how much he cares and how much he wants it. You could see in the tears when we made the final. He's a great guy, Pochettino, and that's for sure. He wears his heart on his sleeve for, for sure. Absolutely. Mm. We are still England 1, the Netherlands nil in the semi-final of the Nations League. And a big change from a Spurs point of view is that Harry Kane was introduced at half-time, coming onto the pitch for Marcus Rashford. Can he change this game? Well, we're one up. It'd be nice if he scores another for us, that'd be for sure. Uh, he can change it. Go on, Harry. Go and, sc- go, and score. go and score two more. That'd be great. What do you think, Jay? Yeah, look, he's got some fantastic players to work off in, uh, in, in Sterling and... Um, and, and Sancho, so there's certainly players around him. But look, he's he's, you know, there's so much debate whether it was the right decision to start. He is the best for me. He is the best number nine in the world. So he's certainly got the ability to change a game like this. Once Harry Kane has retired, and we find ourselves looking back on his career, where do you think he's going to rank amongst England greats? Um, amongst England greats, uh, I think will be up there definitely with his goals tally. I mean, he's got I think he's got quite a good goals tally already for England. I'm right, I'm thinking. I'd like to think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have no doubt about it. Harry will continue to score goals throughout his career. I'd love to think he'll be at us for a very, very long time, mm. and if not his whole career, um, he'll do a very, very good job for England. I'm sure in that aspect. 
yeah, look, such a hard. Like, it's just the the pinnacle of a of a proper true professional. I mean, everything. Look, the, amazing how quickly he managed to to get back from that injury, and, yeah. and that's all down to his hard work, and that shows you how dedicated he is to is to the game, and and that's why you know Liverpool supporters or Arsenal supporters saying that he was selfish doing that. You know, he he is he's the main man, and like he, he's just such an excellent professional, yeah. and and. Just the ultimate role model, so yeah. I mean, I mean, I myself was saying last week, obviously, Harry, in my opinion, Harry shouldn't have started, and I still stand by that. But at the same time, any player, um, if they're 90% fit, 60% fit, it's a Champions League final, he's going to want to play, and he'd only play for the right reasons, Harry, that's for sure. Mm. Harry Kane has got 22 England goals in 37 caps. He needs roughly 30 more, slightly under 30 to break Wayne Rooney's yeah. record. Is he going to do it? I'll do it. Go, Harry will definitely do. Oh, Harry will do that. There you go. Harry Kane yeah. will do that record. Yeah, I'm sure he will. I mean, it's obviously depending. I mean, depending on uh, as a, as an athlete, I think he can certainly go for a very long time. You've mm. got to worry slightly about that ankle. Um, that might be the, yeah. the something that's going to hold him back in his career. But he's certainly got the potential to be able to I, go and score. I was going to say, say anything with Harry. I love him to bits. But the only problem is when it comes to tackles, like he really goes for. He fights for every yeah. single ball, and he will not give up. And sometimes we love him. We do love him for that. I don't respect. We love you for that, Harry. But um, some of these injuries, I feel, could have been easily avoided if he didn't mm. jump himself into crazy times or crazy tackles. But we love him for the right reasons. We love you, Harry. <laughs> Surely it's good to see a player commit, isn't it? Yeah, it's great to see him completely 100% on the pitch, whether the ball's out in the corner and he's going for it or it's in the net. We, yeah, I think that's, great. that's a great part of Harry's game. He gives it his all. And finally, England 1-0 up in this semi-final of the Nations League. Can they get beyond Holland and can they beat Portugal in the final? Yeah, I certainly think that they've got enough in the team and, and, and look at some of the players you've got to come back, the likes of Deli Ali to come back in the team. You've, of course, got Harry Kane to start. So there's, there's lots of to be excited about. And then, of course, you're looking at the likes of Chilwell, mm. Stones. So there's, there's, there's a lot of exciting um, yeah. of players in that team. So I we do. I think we do feel as if we've got our England back. We've got, we've got the excitement yeah. of the team. We've got such great young players coming through. Everyone's. It's not like the years of Sven. Everybody's getting a chance. There's no more <laughs> Frank and Stevie in the middle. Everybody's getting a chance to prove themselves for this, for this nation, which is great to see. And again, we've got a lot of potential in all areas of the field, for sure. And another thing that's great to see is a lot of those England players are playing for Tottenham Hotspur. It's looking good for England. It's looking good for Spurs. And you'll have to look to join us next week on the Spurs Fan Show. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Sports Social Podcast Network.